chair. We yeah. have yeah. lovely lady looking at me. Yeah, we're doing something on the run today. We are... On the run? Well, you know, we like to mix it up. Mm-hmm. We are lucky to be joined by Megan Dwyer. Hello, Megan. Hello, Lorena. Hello, Hello Megan. Hello, Megan. <laughs> Megan is a director at M&P Partners and Megan's partner is... Uh, soon to be joining us in our vacant chair, but is unlucky enough to be stuck in horrible Melbourne traffic. So we'll join us partway through. We hope. We really hope. Which is groundbreaking for podcasts. I've never heard of a podcast where someone just arrived midway through. Yeah. Cutting edge. It could start something. I think it might. Anyway, back to you, Megan. (laughs) Sorry, back to you, Megan. Great to have you here. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. I suppose you want to know a little bit about me? That I think that would be, would be good because we've got M and P. Now, Lorena and I assumed you're the M and Correct. Penny's the P, but Correct. feel free to correct us if we have that wrong. <laughs> no, I am definitely the M and Excellent. the M uh, is the HR side of the mm-hmm. M and P. The P is Penny, who's uh, the comms, marketing and advertising background. Um, and uh, M and P, we set up three years ago came about as a result of uh, Penny came in and did some work for me. I was a client, the Australian Red Cross Blood Service, and we did an uh, EVP project, which was torturous, but the resulting outcome won an award. In yes. Best EVP in Australia. We love awards. <laughs> yes. And if the other countries had been allowed to enter, exactly. you would have beaten them <laughs> yes. too. It actually won another award for the actual um, animated video that we produced as a consequence. Ah. So the video won an award as well. Oh, which, brilliant. Yeah, so. Is that on YouTube by any chance? It chairs? is on YouTube. Oh, look at so that. How look do we up, find that? Um, Red, Australian Red Cross Blood Service Careers page. Careers. And then it'll be working at mm. – it's still live. So the, the video that we produced is still – you know, four years later, five mm. years almost, still being used. Gee, that's good. Because mm. video's become quite a thing, hasn't it? But it's also yeah. become a thing. Yeah, it is. You know, like I know. there's still... <laughs> Funny that, talk, yeah. Talk me through that. Well, they're still good yeah. and they're still, yeah. Oh, it's, I see. Yeah. And and it's sort of becoming a bit hackneyed too. Like, you know, everyone's adopting the same yeah. um, type of video. Yes, that was much I yeah. thought that's Better where you said than me, but that's why you have communications in your business. <laughs> and we're still working on it. And we're still waiting for the comms person. <laughs> and <now>. I just talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had uh, someone do a podcast recently, Mitchell Lawson, who Lorena and I both have um, come across. And he is a marketer yeah. who came into a project with us because we felt we needed both the marketing and the communication mm-hmm. skills. And, and that really worked. Yeah, um, That was a culture bit it wasn't a transformation it certainly wasn't it was more of a definition and evolution Mm -hmm. rather than anything else and so we are absolutely subscribed to the concept of bringing it together Mm. we had Simone Carroll recently who's always uh, approached it that way if you you know Simone XREA vicinity Um, and we've had at Mitchell's and Simone's a record-breaking podcast really we're clearly on to something here And why do you think that is? Like, you know, mm. what do you just know you can do better yep. than doing it the old-fashioned way? It's really interesting because, like, I've had over 25 years in HR and mm. I've always said that everything is a reinvention or enhancement of what has come before. Nothing's been really revolutionary. Mm. But I could genuinely say now that I think that HR is being transformed and if it doesn't then it's going to be completely left behind and I don't mean to be alarmist but it's all right I say that all the time (laughs) (laughs) it is about the um the mindset of HR HR in the past has always been about top down we'll roll out a program and Mm -hmm. tell them what to do and cascade it exactly (laughs) but what 
um, using a, a marketing perspective does is to change the lens to look at employees and their experience. So it is very much about what do the employees actually want to experience? Yep. If we want these employees, how do we connect with them in an emotional and rational way? And, um, you know, get them so behind us and engaged with what we're doing that they want us to be successful as an organisation. Mm. What's the – so what's um, – if you take Cascade as absolutely, you know, the old way yeah. and as a, you know, very independent person, I hate being told what to do, let alone yes. cascading down to me to tell me what to do. What's the better? Is it, you know, and I can imagine bottom-up collaboration yep. could have you thinking about this for years and never getting anywhere. How yep. do you strike a balance? Well, we do both. So okay. we, our approach is very much um, bottom-up and top-down. Right. So we do effectively an, an experience audit. So um, mm-hmm. we run focus groups, surveys, we look at uh, data that's, that's there in the organisation, mm-hmm. Um and in some organisations, toolbox talks and things like that, where um, we've gathered gathered as much data as we can about what is the actual experience for people. Mm. Um, and then we interview the executives and uh, look at uh, key people in the business that we need to talk to and get from them a view of what is the strategy. Mm. And often it's not well articulated. Yep. That's often the problem. Um, and so from collecting the data from top and bottom, then the solution is very much about addressing both those audiences. Mm. When you say that strategy is not well articulated, do you mm. mean business strategy? Business or? strategy, yeah. yeah. And if the business strategy is, then the people strategy is not yeah, even really understood at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm. often it doesn't still exist. Yeah. It's funny to think a business mm. strategy is poorly understood. Because the logic is if the business strategy is understood by everyone, you can yeah. leave them largely up into exactly. their own devices. But yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, we are delighted to say that our second guest has arrived. Uh, Penny's battled the traffic in Melbourne... I don't, I don't envy you. You must and be my own stressful. stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that makes it hard. Oh, there was human element. <laughs> but Penny Edmondson, too much. Is it. Too much. It. P of the M and P that Megan's just yeah. shared with us. Welcome. We've, we've gone through a lot, Pen. We've we've really worked out that Megan's the M and you're the P. <laughs> and um, so you've got to really dumb it down for us. I'm sure the audience is like, yeah, 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 got that already. <laughs> From Not the us. title, probably. Yeah. Anyway, are you all right? Because I would be a hot mess. And are you all right? Oh, no, I'm very at Do home want... in a small dark room. Yeah, <laughs> with four people. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Yeah, it's oh, great. Well, natural. that's fine. You'll be fine. Mm. Anyway, Lorena had a pearl of wisdom there. I can put her on the spot, and she can go back to it. Yeah, people strategy. Oh, that's right. Articulated. Yeah, I, so it's, Megan just said. Sometimes you can actually you get see your the, brain working. For I know, me. as like the <laughs> the mice on the wheel, they're <laughs> cranking it out, going. I know it's you know oh, late, no. but we can do it. I've got a little too friendly with the microphone then. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan was just saying that often, as part of your experience audits, you can find out that the articulation, the business strategy, isn't even that well understood. And we were saying, how can that be? It's core to your business. It's what you do. How can you have people working there that don't get what your strategy is? I think the bigger the organisation and the more complex things can become and mm. the you lose sight of, you know, what maybe the leadership's doing if you're on the ground in yeah. front of the customer. Yeah. And that so losing that line of sight is, is the misunderstanding of the business strategy, really, because mm. the strategy's there to help people do what they need to do. Yeah, that's right. Mm, but do you think also there's um, – I'm just going to throw out some of my long-held beliefs – that 
there's a bit of it, you know, it's very complex. So, you know, only a certain segment mm. of our organisation could even possibly intellectually grab, intellectually yep. grab it, which is mm. hilarious. And, but the, and the other one is, well, you know, it kind of holds us to account, doesn't it? If everybody in the whole company knows our strategy, then we have to actually deliver it, which is a scary concept, mm. you know, because they've got this idea in their head that it will be coming and potentially even telling customers, wait for, you know, a couple of years when we can automate all of this. I don't mm. know. Is that what you find or am I just bitter and twisted? I, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, hang on. Yes to <laughs> the Two <ladder>. questions. <laughs> so am I. But the, four, the first part of your question, uh, I think... A strategy should not be complex. Good no. strategy is being able to articulate it really simply. So that's often the first step is, okay, you have a wonderful plan or strategy on many PowerPoint slides, but yep. how do we get that into a simple way of articulating it to not only the people within the organisation, but also your suppliers and any other stakeholders you're working with. If yeah. you can't clearly articulate, even sometimes in a simple sentence, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> then um, I think that's uh, that's the first step in any sort of engagement yeah. is that simple understanding of the strategy. And then I think it's the it's purely the value chain from there. Yep. If your people are engaged, then they're going to be able to deliver on the strategy. That's going to make the customer experience even better, the brand even better, and the business performance will flow. So yep. it's that simple value chain of getting people to connect with the strategy their experience, improving their experience at work, that employee experience, and then it mm. and then it easily flows through to the customer, the overall brand, reputation in the marketplace and business performance. So mm. it sounds like a simple equation. It sounds like a simple exercise to get your and strategy simple. No. Um, but we all know that making something complex simple is the art and I guess the science of doing engagement really well. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. But there's also, you know, it's a fast-moving world and do we want to commit to something that maybe we are... How do you handle that idea of, yes, you've got your strategy, but some of it, sure, is ambitious and possibly won't be realised or will realise partway through that that actually isn't going to work and we're going to go left instead of right. How do you handle that with, you know, let's be transparent and clear and simple, but at the same time acknowledge that we haven't thought of it all? But If you're not comfortable sharing your strategy with your employees, then then I'd question the strategy. Right. Um, unless you're about to sell the organisation yeah. and merge. And then it goes to that whole thing around trust. Yeah. So yeah. if you can't share that with your employees, yeah. then why should they trust that you're actually on the right path? Yeah. Uh, and so why should they invest their, you know, sweat and hours, et cetera, to help you deliver that strategy? Mm. Yeah, it's that vicious circle, isn't it? it well, is, this is yeah. very complex, yep. so you wouldn't understand. So we won't tell you, but then we'll still get there. But, mm. but often the problem is not at the top. It's in that thermal layer. So it's the executive and line managers mm. who are not able to articulate what the strategy is. Yep. Um, the CEO often thinks they're very clear about the yeah. strategy. And what we find in those um, interviews when we talk to the top line is the CEO is very clear and can articulate it really well. Yes. And then you talk to each of the executives and they have different versions of it that, mm. that sometimes overlap, sometimes yeah. are actually in conflict. Mm. And it's then... What we do, we play that back to the CEO and the executive to say, well, you're not all on the same page. Yeah, yeah that's right. And and you need to get on the same page because imagine what that what's happening at the yeah. next layer down. That's mm. the starting point. Yeah, and so then and then at the bottom, I shouldn't use those words, but the employees mm. are saying to us in, in that audit, we have no clarity. We cannot see where right. we're headed, et cetera. So, yeah. yeah. But I think it's a really neat point also you pick up on, Mian, around 
And like the jargon at the moment is you've got to be an agile organisation. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. your strategy doesn't need to move sometimes quite quickly to mm. meet a market need or to mm. jump on an opportunity. Mm. So... You know, we can build agile organisations. There's lots of, you know, hot desking that sort of happens oh, yes. that they think delivers the agility. Well, there's a whole bank going agile, apparently. <laughs> yes. mm. Which, I, I look, I'm not saying that's, that's wrong. I'm just saying mm. that organisations are really, you know, into this. We've got to make an agile organisation. Yeah. But the other sort of really neat analogy that comes to mind for me is this. It's not my, it's not my analogy. It's this guy called David who's written a book called The Velvet Revolution, which right. I love because it's a like bottom-up build of how you engage people. Yep. And it's the sort of how do you know what to communicate in terms mm. of strategy. He talks about the peach. Right. And at the centre of the peach is that seed, that mm-hmm. nut, that hard bit. And they're the not negotiables. That's the really simple form of your strategy that you need to be really mm. clear about communicating to everyone. Yeah. And then the fleshy part of the peach, that yep. juicy, tasty bit, is when you let people pick it up, play with it yeah. in your organisation, make it work and keep changing it yep. and keep tailoring it and build the flavour depending mm. on what season it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can go on and on with the analogy. <laughs> but I love that. It's a simple way to say, yes, get the core right, yes. but then let it go. Yes. Let it out there. Let people play with Experience it. it. Yeah. yeah. We, um, we, used, we used to work for a CEO founder who would use that in numerical terms. So he would say, it's at about an 8 out of 10 Mm. and we need to close the last two. That's why we're here, which beautifully Mm. got to... We're not at a 0 out of 10 and so we're not going to be, you know, here for years sorting this out. But at the same time, we're not up here saying we're a 10, which was a nice way of wording it. He actually used to say things like, we're at about a 9.2 and... You know, I think that's extraordinary. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? If you'd asked him, yeah. he could have calculated it back to nine point two. Right. Yeah. I think he's just a <laughs> extremely smart points. individual. <laughs> is this? Um, I mean, we're talking about business strategy and communicating that. Is that the bulk of your work? Is that the bulk of the need? What else? Well, as I said, often the um, when we come into organisations, it's for something that might be around um, better communicating a particular program where you know HR has rolled something out and 18 months in no one's actually using any of the tools that they've rolled out and Mm. people don't understand what it's for so that's one example Mm. Um, it could be where we want a video Mm. um, for this particular program start with the medium and work (laughs) backwards yeah Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of little things I don't know Penny you want to I mean the the bulk of our work is around values and behaviour right. and mm. employee value proposition. Right. So there's another jargon term. Yeah. Really. Oh, we love EVP. <laughs> but, but, but on that, I just think it's a really interesting point, the jargon, because I'm seeing more and more now mm. HR roles being talked about as experience managers. Mm-hmm. Chief experience manager I saw yesterday. Mm. And then it's rolling her eyes for the visual <laughs> impaired in the audience. Um, oh, I but just, I, you know. <laughs> you're not a fan. But is that just... So that's, I think, my interpretation of that is using the kind of user experience mindset mm. to mm-hmm. apply it to employee experience. That's not new, though, is it? It's that like that whole concept. It is of, for HR. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's not for marketers or communicators. No. no. Like it's 101. So that's why what we do works really well. Because yeah. It's like that makes so much sense to me coming mm. from an advertising marketing background. Mm. Um, and yeah, start with the person who's gonna do, you know, yes. who's gonna do it. Yeah. What, are they, what do you want them to think and feel about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but in organisations, it's always been the manager is HR's client, more right. or less. Okay. Um, whereas the shift in mindset is around that um, you're all your employees, your clients. Mm. You can't just rely on your manager cascade messaging. Yeah. 
But why do you think, uh, going off topic a little bit, why, why do you think human resources, whose job it is to, even if you're moving a, an employee group to the fact that you're downsizing and that a whole lot of people are going to lose their jobs, why is it in 2017 it's not seen in HR a core capability of that team is they can communicate? What? Why Why is that? Mm. You know, that they'll have no problem doing mm. this... I'm, broad generalisation for conversation but they have no problem doing the spreadsheet and the numbers and working out who's who and all this and booking the rooms to have everybody exited but the comms is largely lacking and it's that i think it's that lack of awareness of the user it's it's not having that sensibility at all Mm. it's about what program what's someone else doing that's a great program or a great tool let's roll that out in our organization so there's that um failure to actually um, look at what the real problem is and mm. what you're trying to solve and what behaviours you're trying to change. Mm. I think there are some HR people who are good Of course. At yeah, absolutely. So, of course. Um, but I think there's a craft to doing communications really well and mm. that's why people, I guess, dedicate their whole lives to it. Mm. So I think it is about um, merging those two disciplines really mm. and... The audience is the same. You, whether yeah. you're in comms, marketing, or HR, you're talking internally to your people. Yeah. Same audience. Let's combine all of those things yeah. and get away from being, you know, defined by any one discipline. But how do I get better at rallying my people around what we need to do? Yeah. I'm that person. Yeah. <laughs> and often um, yeah. in organisations, comms and HR, or comms and marketing and HR, are adversarial. Yeah, why is that? Yes, there is real terror. Such a good point. Do you reckon they are? (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I was going to ask you how (laughs) this is a blend, obviously. You know why I will say that is often, gross generalisation granted, HR will roll something out and one of the first bits of feedback you get from marketing is it's not on brand. Yeah. Yeah. As in the typography or the icons or whatever. Because someone like me in HR has stretched the logo to fit it into a box and (laughs) didn't realise that was a bad (laughs) thing to do. And often too... (laughs) With comms, and I know now that's bad. Uh, but with comms, often they'll come in at a tactical level and just communicate a piece of something as mm. opposed to, okay, let's take a step back, what's we're trying to achieve, take the more strategic view of it. Um, and so, you know, I used to say that so many times I'd say, if I had a dollar for every time I was looking for a really good comms person, you know, I'd be a wealthy woman mm. um, because I struggled to get that strategic comms ability and that's where in Penny that... That's I right. Saw it's that. a beautiful mix. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can see. Yeah, I think that the we actually have a name. We call it the friction. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we even in our own business. I mean, we started three years ago, and half our team's HR, half our comms, either a marketing yep. or a corporate affairs type background. Yeah, and we call the friction the polishing. Yeah. Yep. So instead of friction being a bad thing, it's actually about making it better. So it's yeah. coming at fir- at it first yeah. with that mindset. Yeah. Between on both sides. Yeah. And and sometimes it is like you know trying to mesh two things together because Megan and I come from really different perspectives. Mm. But it's that's what makes something better. It's like yeah. diversity of thinking. Yeah. You know? That's right. So it's that first up in terms of why don't HR and marketing get along? I think we've all got to change our mindsets around it. Yeah. And get that sort of proactive we're going to make this better with both both of us Mm. being part of the conversation Mm. and then sort of coming together early and often on every project yeah Right mm. from right. the start. Yeah. Not, yeah, not like, at the end. Not at the end. Yeah. Like, because the logo bit at the end, yeah, that's important from a brand point of view. But the crux of what you're trying to do, if we'd engaged earlier, then. Yeah. I think that's, ge- that's gem 
advice because that I've got a client who's just done. What are you laughing at? <laughs> gem, gem advice. Oh come on, man. <laughs> no, that's get, okay. Get with the program. Okay. It's gem. Diamond advice. <laughs> Sorry, diamond, diamond. award-winning advice. Gold wow. class. Yes, gold, gold star. star. We are on the just award brainstorming. Being today. the marketer that I am, Lorena. Oh, I see where you're going. Keep going. Um, client who has recently done the adversarial has been the way HR and marketing has worked in the past but they've just recently gone to them and said how do I make this better mm. which is the mindset stuff you're talking about but there's no rhythm in the way they work to engage early and I think that's the bit that yeah. most of us miss is how do you get better at doing that and often it's about the budget yeah marketing get the big budgets they do. HR doesn't and so I think that you know <laughs> There's that... Correct, um, but we're very good at moving budgets from other lines. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. yes. <laughs> but but it all is. in the recruitment line and yeah. then and, silo and that's it out true. As, as But whereas marketing will go with this campaign yes. and the CEO will get excited and all the board will get excited, so it's like, yeah, let's throw money at it. Yeah. Mm. Whereas HR will come with a program mm. um, and or a tool and it's like, well... Yeah, but where are you going to get the budget yeah. for that? Yeah. But marketing also, you know, have to convert millions of people to the message. Yeah. Whereas, you know, yeah. sometimes the HR person's going, I need to get 100 people to understand this. It's, yes. You know, yeah, harder true, to true. argue that. Mm. And, you know, I don't want marketing to feel that they're alone in the world of, you know, having friction with HR. Because I think finance has a he- hell of a run <laughs> at it as well. <laughs> it depends who owns payroll. Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. So yeah. what's the future of the traditional HR marketing silo and now we're in this sort of experience land mm-hmm. what, what, where do you see the future of the two functions I think they have to come together mm-hmm. I right. think in good organizations they already are together whether that's functionally mm. right reporting lines or um, or just the way people work right forgetting about structures yeah uh, because they if you really I guess it goes back to the point I was making about the value chain if you really want to make a great customer experience mm. then your employee experience has to be all about helping people to do that yeah so your employee experience has to be aligned to deliver on your yeah. customer they're two sides of the yeah, same they coin. Are. yeah mm-hmm. can I ask a technical question and then we're, we're silent Bob is looking at me to wrap up Mind you, she keeps leaning backwards and things keep falling off the wall. <laughs> Maybe that's why she wants to wrap up. Providing her own entertainment. Yeah, She's before they come in. See that hole right there in the wall? See that white hole? Yes. Yeah, that's Lorena. Lorena made that. She doesn't sit over there anymore. I got one day a little too excited <laughs> to get out of my chair. <laughs> Cracked into the wall. It's quite the moment. Um, Megan, you said, you know, can we have a video? Has that moved to can we have an app? Can we have a, you yes, know? And, yes, and yes. what is, what, what's, what's good progression in the technology-wise that you think people should be moving to and what's kind of spam? Look, that's a really good question because ah, there's so see, much. Yes. One it's a gem. Thank you. Oh, she's good. <laughs> she could replace um, you under. <laughs> Go on. Um, there are so many tools out there and everyone's got an app for this and that and this and mm. that. And now chatbots are coming too. So chatbots. What are is the, a chatbot? A chatbot is a... Sorry. So if, if you think of HR, so much of it is about data and information mm-hmm. as a as a manager or an employee i want to know about holiday leave i want to know yep. about this is a chat bot is someone you can ask the question of and you know they do the analytics and this a voice from a computer pops up and tells you the answer uh-huh. so that you know that, that like like a you know, like a little robot little thing in the corner of your screen you know when you're yeah. just looking yeah, at a website exactly. that pops up yeah. and goes did yeah. you want to talk to me yeah. i yeah. totally freaked out by that yeah yeah okay um or even a physical robot some organizations actually have that yeah Physical robot. Yeah, we're down with that. Yep. She's not pointing at me no. because she thinks I'm a robot. <laughs> no, but I'm just I'm yeah. just totally onto this whole robot thing. Yeah. <laughs> so so I think that's probably a better 
route for the robot or the, the robot, chatbot, the chatbots, you know, the, the whole genre. Yeah, because it is about you know getting information quickly. Yes, for those and sorts of to the question. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, whereas the apps, and you know, we've seen a lot of apps, and there are some really good apps out there, but they're often just for one particular. Um, you could, we were talking about this totally. this morning. Well-being, for example, might be a great app for a well-being, but. Mm. I guess there's a lot of noise out there yeah. and yeah. the comes back to just make it simple for me. Yeah. Give me one platform mm. yeah. where I can access everything yep. in the one spot yes. yep. yeah. rather than my app for that. Mm. My, uh, I've got Slack to go to my channel for this, for that. my oh, messenger exactly. for that. It's very confusing. But it is um, – <laughs> we had one client very quickly where mm. we did the listening focus group type things because they wanted a new performance management system. And they wanted a new system as well as a framework. Mm-hmm. Listening to all the feedback in the focus groups, every person said, just don't give me another sign-on. You know, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. So we actually recommended don't get a new system. No. And, in fact, shut down the current one and put it onto your LMS. Yes. And, you know, people have one less sign-on that mm. they have. Onto your LMS? Yeah. Mm. How does that work? Oh, t- you know, they had a performance management module. Oh, there was so, a module on the LMS. Yeah, and the mm. whole performance management was about development. It's not actually... Mm, no that's one, why yeah. you just... Yeah. So oh. it made sense. Mm. Totally. Mm. So that's starting from the premise of what does the employee need? Yes, Not exactly. what HR this process is, are you trying exactly. to Exactly, and this is this user experience. <laughs> yeah. This whole customer situation. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, who, who does robots? You said someone does <laughs> robots. <laughs> Sorry. Are um, you allowed to say or we'll just take that off? I think um, no. say, Lorena. Is it uh, NCR or one, oh, of, one yeah. of the – they moved – so they moved from Dandenong and, um, you know, had been a manufacturing technology company and came to Docklands and apparently for the employees it was this massive mm. disconnect between the experience of Dandenong. because oh, they don't live locally too. No, would have and, been there. and there were bots. There were robots sort of in wow. part of their new – Thing. I think it was NCR. I can't remember exactly. What's last last question? Mm. Sorry, I know I said that before, but um, no one's holding you. <laughs> I'm running the show. I can do whatever I like mm. until they come slamming through the door. <laughs> um, what's next? You know, so where do you think, or are you pushing customers to go to? What What do you think's the next thing, or is it is it actually not about that? Well, I always go to the sort of strategic part of getting the employee experience as part of the business strategy conversation, yeah. not that's something that HR does yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah. So just elevating that. Um, so then decisions that are made, whether it's about the product or the customer, actually the people question is a key part of yeah. that, that solution. So and, yeah. and we haven't even talked about engagement surveys, but, you oh, know. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, can't stand them. <laughs> well, they, they serve a purpose. Yeah, no, they do they? Do. Yeah, well, oh, they give you some data. Oh. But there are other ways to collect that data: simpler, faster, and it, it you know, real time. Yeah. Mm. So, like so that, what? Like what? Like actually go and ask people and run focus groups, no. or you, you know, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. People. What? Yeah. Don't don't. Yes, all Novel. that. And I said there are there is a place for for um, the huge machine that is the engagement survey. But if you're talking about what's the next big thing, it's about stopping and actually going and asking and mm. listening. Listening mm. and finding out what is it your employees want, need, and how do they connect with the business? How do they feel about working in this organisation? Yeah. Um, I love this whole idea of robots coming and humanity coming mm. as well. I think this yeah. is really yeah. fascinating. And if HR can get in front of this, then they'll suddenly become almost the most important people I, in the organisation. Yeah. I think it's just The startups are good at that. Mm. Yeah, that, that idea of what can be done 
quickly and efficiently, like you said, but then where is the deep dive human mm. element required mm. as mm. opposed to everything automated or everything yeah. whatever. But exactly. Yeah, that's an, very mm. what else What else is going more more one to, you know, human interaction as away from? Well, the performance management um, framework that we ended up developing for this other organisation, we actually took back the form sort of thing and, um, um, you know, all of the automated process, we said, well, you know, it's not required. What do you get out of automating the mid-year and the end of year and the mm. blah, blah, blahs? And so um, <laughs> people have a journal. It's so wow. boring. I can't even finish <laughs> yeah. the sentence. So, so people have people a journal. Have a journal. Mm-hmm. And a journal with – and it's um, – Handwritten dri- journal. And so the only person who needs to know about what, what's in that journal is you. That's because right. Because you, you're yeah. taking control of your own development. Yeah. And you use that as a prompt to have the conversation yeah. with your manager, mm. but it's um, much more powerful than having to do that tick box exercise. Yeah, and it's future mm. focused, not past mm. focused. Yeah, so it's about how do I get reviews. better at what I do? What are yeah. the development? You know, very much a development mindset. Mm. Mm. It's an exciting mm. time. It is. Lots of good thoughts. Even to just a, that juxtaposition yeah. that you were talking about before about automation mm. and digital yeah. and apps fantastic yeah they, they can really get real-time data yep they can really um, engage people immediately and you can have visual stimulation and um, it's much more playful and you can do gamification yep but it comes back to also just being really clever mm. also about that human yeah. side about and yes when. it's about the research but also for example we're just working on something this morning where the simple thank you card handwritten oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. as a post-it note is yeah. part of this yeah. engagement piece we're doing. Right, right. Because then you have to stop. Yeah. yeah. You have to think and yeah. write. When mm. you actually have to write something and then you get a handwritten note from someone. Yeah, that's That's cool. really nice. Yeah. yeah. And it means a lot. So you need to look at that. Mm. And in marketing land, it's the integrated approach. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. brilliant. Mm. We have to wrap it up. Mm. We've, we're extra long today. If every time, any time we go over thirty minutes, somebody gives me feedback, but it was worth it's it. Worth it. I think. I think definitely you can justify that one, man. God. <laughs> What's religion got to do with it, Lorraine? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to finish up now. Should we and, talk politics? Um, we, gotta, we could talk politics. I'm going to spend the summer researching a robot that can sit here with me. <laughs> you might have to go to the States. And every yeah, time I say, on. every time I say, robot, what do you think? They'll say, you are the smartest person yeah. ever, Mia. I agree, Mia. <laughs> so we've got that down pat. Anyway, um, thank, thank you. Ladies. Thank you. Thanks, Penny. Brilliant. Thanks, Megan. This is really fantastic. And this is the conversations we're really enjoying having yeah. is, is that future conversation. Yeah, yeah. Get us to think differently about what might be. Thank you. Very cool. Well done. Thank no, you. I loved it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Good job, Lorena. Well really done. peaked. <laughs> Coming off a slow ride. Too much. <laughs> um, no. Uh, anyway, we're back on the road next week, I think. I think we're, we're going to go out and venture out like we did with Simone. It was very exciting. Mm, a bit scary. But I felt a bit like talent turning up to the organisation. Oh, I see. I yeah. don't think I look like it, but with your crew, <laughs> with my crew, with my <laughs> <Cameron> roadie. <laughs> Did anyway. you have a what's the list of demands called? You know, the celebrity. Yeah, stars. I had said that prior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't tell you what they are because well, I like to change them. Oh, don't don't want to get people comfortable with no. what you're out to. No. No. But no, let's say there was a parade down Dandenong Road <laughs> on my arrival to Chadston. Yes. I was pretty impressed, actually, with what they had sorted. It's impressive they could do that at short notice. Very good. Anyway, must fly. Mm. See you later. Bye. Bye.